Welcome to the Finance Cafe, the business podcast for women entrepreneurs that breaks through the money taboo and explores what's behind the numbers. Join your hosts, founders of the Finance Cafe, Shannon Peston and Shauna Frederick, every week as they dive into conversations about business and finance with women entrepreneurs and the experts that support them. With their combined experience in finance and accounting, Shannon and Shauna know financial management is more than numbers, but rather the combination of our lived experience, skills, attitudes, and behaviors, and how these come together to shape the financial decisions we make along our entrepreneurial journeys. It's about uncovering the story of our business, being empowered by our decisions, and unlocking our full potential as entrepreneurs. Here at the Finance Cafe, we're changing the way we talk about finance and empowering women entrepreneurs to see their business in a new light. One story and one number at a time. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Finance Cafe podcast. This week, we're getting into the topic of the money blocks that hold us back and understanding if you're blocking your money flow. I'm thrilled to be joined today by Christina Samet, founder, CEO, lead coach of Frontier Leadership. In short, Christina helps women negotiate their worth. Christina helps women to strategically position themselves for advancement, develop their leadership presence and negotiate their worth. She focuses on leadership foundations and supports high achieving professional women as they clarify who they are, what they have to offer and how they can make an impact as future leaders in the workplace and their business. Christina is a highly sought after keynote speaker who has shared her expertise on negotiation and high performance leadership in Canada, the USA and the UK. Her specialty training has helped hundreds of women advance their careers and grow their businesses through comprehensive assessment, values-based leadership development intensives and negotiation retreats, as well as customized one-on-one executive coaching. Welcome, Christina. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much, Shauna. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. So, Christina, we know that gender wage gaps don't only occur for women in the workforce. There is a similar divide for female entrepreneurs. And a recent report by PayPal Canada revealed that Canadian women who launch businesses earn an average 58% less than male entrepreneurs. So we know that a portion of this is the result of access to financial capital in order for women to grow and scale their business. Let's talk first about what money blocks are. So how would you describe money blocks? It's so important for us to just take a moment and and recognize 58% wage gap uh, between female and men. And and we know in Canada, the the gender pay gap costs women about $16,000 a year. When I think about what's holding women back in terms of you know, their money blocks. I I also like to bring in the other side of that. What's their potential? Because I think it really justifies why we have to look at what's holding women back financially. So you shared that 58% mark, but I also just really want to talk about there's so much value in learning that we can advance women's economic participation in business and we can grow our involvement to really increase our gross domestic product. Uh, I have a stat here from the government of Canada to about 150 billion. And I think that's critical because if we're making just slightly more than half of male entrepreneurs, we need to understand 
um, money blocks thoroughly. And we need to understand how those money blocks hinder women from gaining further access to financial funding. And I believe, actually, I just want to note, in 2014, there was uh, the government of Canada went across and did panels for women entrepreneurs. I remember attending this. And access to finance in their business came up as, as a huge barrier. What I like to focus on is how can we really uh, reveal evidence and, and self-awareness that contextualizes the landscape of ourselves as women and the system, you know, whether it's the labor market and the economy that we're building a business in and how has, you know, some of those systemic barriers really, you know, hold us back, right? As you, we were discussing earlier, you know, before we started the podcast, you know, many women entrepreneurs are afraid of money. They don't have the acuity and the, the financial language to ask the right questions or even to know what questions to ask. So uh, when, I, when I think of a money block, I really think of the, the narratives that show up when you're having a really tough day. I'm not really good with money. This is really hard for me. And how we can start to you know, shift our relationship with money. And I know when I started to learn to redefine, well, what is money? You know, making that leap from in a full time role in government with a pension to becoming an entrepreneur. I had my own journey in learning to negotiate my worth and then becoming an entrepreneur and undoing all of that and questioning my worth all over again. And it was really when I learned, I don't recall the individual who shared it, but they shared a definition that was truly transformational for me around money. And it was this belief that money is a tool for transformation. And I remember writing that down for years. And I say that because, you know, I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to, I wanted to push the, you know, the 300K mark. I wanted to know what it was like to do that. And, and when I had my own money blocks and thoughts that would come up of that makes you sound greedy or why do you need that much money? You know, other women, do you need that much money? I would go back down. I would reach my own upper limit. And I used to define that money is a tool for transformation. And with that, you know, I can help more people. I can evolve my services and I can, can give back to the people I love and care about. And so when I think about that, that comes from that place of, of prosperity and want and uh, freedom. And, and it's really in alignment with my values of integrity versus that scarcity mindset. You know, I come from post-war parents. And so that's really embedded in my upbringing and need to let go of that. I, I'm, I'm not cheap anymore. I love to find a good deal, but I'm generous and generosity can be financial and it, and it can be in kind. That's kind of how I encompass, you know, money blocks for myself. And in my work, as we were discussing earlier this morning a little bit is while you really focus, you know, in your amazing program on financial literacy and really helping women understand their own individual money blocks and perhaps narratives that they have, and then go into, you know, the nitty gritty on understanding those financial foundations. I really take it from there. And that's why it's so complimentary to look at some of the challenges that women face and help them do targeted exercises so they can learn to charge what they're worth. And they can do it through a process that is built on a holistic foundation and you know personal leadership so they can truly use money as a tool to transform their businesses and i think that this is something that's that's ever evolving and it's a huge area of growth for women
It's so important, Christina, because we talked about access to financial capital being a restriction for women entrepreneurs, but access to those, those networks as well. As women enter the workforce, sometimes, you know, you're entering later in your, in your, in your years because you've, you've had children. And now we're, we're sitting around the boardroom table or sitting around our own personal boardroom table. And we no longer have those, that community that men sometimes have. So, you know, they've built this network and, and now through programs such as through Frontier Leadership, you're building an additional network. So women can, can talk freely amongst other like-minded women and have those difficult conversations about money because we know that money mindset and talking about money is very difficult for women. So I, and I love that, that quote is, is that you can use money as a tool for transformation because money yeah. is very personal, right? And, and everybody is going to think about it very differently and, and that's important, but being able to talk about it also allows us to ensure that we are charging, that women entrepreneur are charging the value for their services. Yeah, you know, that's a fantastic point. One of the things I, I want to add, I'll loop back to the strategic networking piece, but, you know, because we're there is that I help women negotiate their worth. I work with, you know, professional women as well as entrepreneurial women, and I group them together, you know, and there's, there's a lot, sometimes people are like, oh, don't you have to have something special for entrepreneurs? And, and what I actually find is, as I said, many of those entrepreneurs were, were corporate women. And if they yes. were devaluing themselves in corporate, well, how the heck did they make the transition? And so I talk about a key concept in my program about this, this critical relationship between our worth and our value. And, you know, how we're absolutely, you're saying that, that money is so personal. It's interesting, we were talking money blocks, and then I, I was even meeting with a couple of clients, and, and recently one said, well, it's not about the money, you know, and I, I teach women to value wealth, value wealth and prosperity when we do uh, values-based leadership exercises. And, you know, what does that mean? Like, are they acting in integrity? And, you know, when we talk about this, this critical relationship between their worth and their value, we find many women can be dismissive, right? And we know, of course, in entrepreneurship, you know, how does that show up? <laughs> how does that devaluation show up? It shows up as, I just need to get the client, you know, I, they haven't learned to properly onboard, you know, new clients. So they quote unquote settle for less because that's all that they have. And then it becomes really personal. So I think it is a really valuable conversation, as you're saying, to kind of redefine the definition of money and business for women. And the better that we can do that, the more practice women can have removing, you know, their financial worth as a reflection of their intrinsic value. That's a really powerful sentence that I, that I just said, I should write, we write it down for myself. It's important. It's really important. I wanted to, to loop back to the strategic networking piece because we know women entrepreneurs suffer from isolation mm -hmm. and it's a systemic piece that we, as a society, as an economy, like you, you start to see that there's, there's co-working spaces. I mean, there's so many women's groups and yet the entrepreneur can still feel isolated, you know, and I know in my own business, I went from working with huge leadership cadres and, and, and huge cross-functional teams in an organization and to finally doing the work that I love and, and, you know, continuing with my research and, and I love what I do, but I remember feeling isolated. And so I teach a, a workshop on strategic networking. It's a pillar that we, we do in our program. And, and I say, you know, about 
20% of the population actually wants to network. <laughs> and of those people, so when people reach out and they don't hear back or they, you know, they get dropped, they get dismissed, like you need to realize that 80% of the population has no desire to, to network. And if you can understand that, well, now, now you understand how to interpret some of the feedback or um, getting ghosting, you know, by other people. And then, you know, you really want to focus on creating a high value network. And, you know, I, in our programs, I match people so that, you know, they're meeting with people, other entrepreneurs are, are, are connecting. Uh, I'm sure just like you, you know, I, I introduce people to, to programs like yours because I believe in entrepreneurship. Education is so important. And I often say we need to be more resourceful, you know, both more responsive and resourceful. And those are two values that I've really stepped into. And, and what that means for entrepreneurship is, you know, further education and support. It's not going to be one thing that grew your business. It's going to be a lot of different experiences and incredible relationships that you build. So learning strategic networking skills and learning to collaborate with like-minded women and men, you know, is just so important to, you know, building your little world. Yeah, I know myself, I, I recently, there's a, a business gentleman, we just somehow met. And I think I found his, found his license on the street or something. I met him once and then I found his license and he's like, how did you find my license? But, you know, he's a fascinating businessman and, and, you know, now we meet and, and he's part of my strategic network and we have completely opposite businesses, but the value of that strategic networking, it, it, it gives me, it just gives me some solace that there's other people I can collaborate with. So I, I feel you when you say that's a piece that, that you see. And I can only imagine when you're working with women who are really looking to get their financial foundations set and, and to start to build them, you know, that is a, is a piece that is revealed. And we talk a lot about building your personal board of directors, because not mm -hmm. only do we need, as you mentioned, complementary individuals around us, we need those support systems for areas that we are not well-versed in. So building that, that personal board of directors around you, that support system, and that will ultimately lead to additional opportunities for networking. And yeah. Shannon Peston, my co-founder at the Finance Cafe, I reached out to her on social media. <laughs> this is how we started the Finance Cafe. I reached out to her and invited her to, to, to a luncheon two and a half years ago. And a year and a half later, we had started the Finance Cafe. So you never know where life is going to lead you when you start reaching out to those connections. And it's not easy. I am very much an introvert by nature. So it, it is stepping outside your comfort zone sometimes in order to build that network. So you have that ability to, to have additional conversations with other women entrepreneurs. Absolutely. That's a, such a great point. And, you know, I think, you know, maybe you felt that with Shannon is that, and I know that with some of the initial consultants and coaches that I you know, trust is such a big thing as an entrepreneur that you finally let people in. And we get so scared to let people in as entrepreneurs and to help, right? I you know, let people help you delegate to who, you know, all of those yes. things. So you learn those, those foundation skills that we work on. And of course, repeat, 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 because entrepreneurs go through fluctuating cycles. One of the things that I'm hearing with you and Shannon, and I feel this with a lot of, you know, my partners is that when you put yourself out there, you will authentically connect with someone. And that connection is both instant and it both grows over time. And so you can trust that. You can trust that if you feel really alone in your business, 
that if you put yourself out there and, and go to some networking events, uh, even in the pandemic environment, and some of them you might find we're only 20% good for you. And, and that's okay. You got to learn that. You got to learn to discern where your value is best spent. But like you said, you will connect with someone and you'll stay in touch with them and look, look, what you, look what you grew, right? It's fantastic. It's so true. You never know who you're going to meet. So let's get back to money blocks. <laughs> You've dedicated a significant portion of your career coaching women on how to negotiate their worth. I love this. And, and I think a lot of people need to take your program. So how do you think money blocks tie into the ability to negotiate someone's worth? Great question, uh, Shauna. So I have, I have dedicated over 10 years to this and it's, it's such a powerful point of passion for me. I've had to negotiate my worth, you know, in, in the book I'm writing, I've had to, I, I say that I've been negotiating my worth a really long time, you know, and you, you know, if I teach this stuff <laughs> that I've, I gives you insight into to my path. And, and, you know, that's how I connect with a lot of women because I've been there. I had been undervalued for in, in many ways for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so that really taught me to work hard. So I do teach this and I want to talk about the intersection point that I come in because I've been doing leadership. I've been doing high performance leadership and I'm one hell of a negotiator. You know, I remember back in 2014, uh, I was asked to present my research and I, and I turned down that opportunity to, to do my first keynote on negotiating your worth. And, and people were like, what? And I was like, no, this is what I'm destined to teach. What I talk about, you know, and it's this cross point, if you will, with, with money blocks, because I talk about three challenges and I believe they're related to the, to the landscape of women and self and system. And since 2014, I've been asking this question, you know, know, why are women having such a hard time asking for what they want? And, and the answers that come to this, like, why can't women just ask for more money? You know, like what is holding us back? So where do we go wrong? What holds us back? What are we up against? And, you know, I have a masterclass where I talk about three challenges that hold women back. You know, they are simply that women don't know their worth. That causes a lot of confusion amongst women. And when I ask what worth means to women, I get back, you know, thousands of answers. (laughs) The answers have been changing. You know, we've got all the data in. Women, don't have the skills to negotiate their worth. And this is a critical, you know, if I ask a room of hundreds of women who doesn't have the skills to negotiate their worth, you know, everybody raises their hands. There's this lack of skill set. Why aren't we teaching this? Why is it, why is it awkward to have this conversation? Why do women have to be in the lion's den before they realize they're in the lion's den? And and most importantly, women don't know their value. They don't know how to see themselves. I'm kicking off a program this week and, and we have these phenomenal women. And yet they don't see themselves as leaders. They don't see their value as entrepreneurs and, and they, they don't even know where to start. Right. And so we, we unpack that, you know, not just at the, you know, the barriers to advancement, but that economic literacy that's saying like, you know, how long have, have you been in the dark, so to speak? So for me, bringing self-awareness to all of these points. And so that you can start to see, okay, what is my problem? Because problems have solutions, puzzles have problems and dilemmas 
dilemmas are managed. And it's, you know, if, if you can define the problem in business, well, then you can ask the right business question. And, you know, that's, that's, that's a huge piece. So, you know, we find that with many women, when they, when they can kind of recognize, wow, I, I don't know these things. So many people say, I want to get paid what I'm worth. And I was like, right. Well, in order to receive that, you know, not only like lock down the contract, get the money in your bank account, you know, get, you know, generate create the invoice, get that money to come in in order to receive your worth, you know, you need to negotiate it first. Like if we, if we reverse engineer this backwards mm -hmm. and then in order to negotiate your worth, you, you need to know your worth. Well, in mm -hmm. order to know your worth, you need to know your value. And so I, I asked women like, why are you at the end of the line? <laughs> like so many people, they haven't built the foundation of, of how to do the, what if, what are the skills development pieces under that? What are the targeted business exercises, you know, that you can make that repeatable? And then how do you reassess that? Because your business is always growing and, and evolving. And I, I think specifically, this really comes into play. How we define and, you know, communicate our value is on entrepreneurs is huge because as an entrepreneur, you know, we take our business so personally. And, and I remember in the early days when I was selling coaching services, everybody was a coach. It's like, oh my gosh, I really had to learn how to niche my market so that I could say yes to things and no to other things. And, and, you know, I could evaluate myself as a, as a coach with background and rigor. And also, uh, you know, the pricing strategies that I was taught, they, they didn't work and they didn't work for me, you mm -hmm. know? And so I, I was selling myself, which then I was like selling my soul, <laughs> you know, and I was like, this isn't working. You know, from there, I had to really learn to create programs. I had to learn to detach from my services. I think services are probably one of the hardest things to sell. And, and you know, and I, I made a lot of mistakes in learning how to, to price programs or, or being too early, you know, my, I'm like 10 years ahead of, ahead of the game. And mm -hmm. it's only in 2016, 2017 with the Me Too movement and all these things that we really started to see sway in interest in, you know, I'm sure you've seen this as well, right? At the, at the finance cafe and access to finance and money. And, and often it's for STEM, you know, what about, what about other women in business? Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that, Shauna? It's so important that you brought it back to values because when we don't understand our, our values and our goals, it's very hard to then price ourselves. So we always bring it back to uh, what are our goals? What do we want to achieve at the end of, of the day? Do I want to buy that house in Palm Springs? Do I want to buy this vehicle? What, where, what are my goals in order to then have that objective <laughs> that we're working towards? Because if we simply start our entrepreneurial journey we're selling our service, products are, are, are a little bit easier. We know what the value of the product is. We know what our margins should be. We price it accordingly. When we're selling our service, it's very difficult to then break that down. So I would say, you know, you're selling your, your service. What do you want to make at the end of the day? So that is your cost. <laughs> and then you mark it up accordingly. So you have your, your product value correlation there. And it's so important that we, that we bring those values back to the table. And I think another important piece is so many entrepreneurs, as you mentioned, started off in the corporate world. And study after study has shown that women are earning less in the workforce. 86 cents on the dollar, I think is one of the last stats. And for marginalized women, women of color, the gap is even larger. Okay. So if we're seeing that in the corporate world, 
women then move into the entrepreneurial world and they take that same pricing strategy, so to speak, with them. So again, it's having these conversations, bringing awareness and coming back to the values of here's everything that I know. I am selling all of my education, all of my tools, all of my learnings, all of my failures, because we learn from that. And here's the service that I am, that I am delivering to you. And here's what it's worth. Absolutely. Um, you know, a couple of points you made there that I, I want to touch on is a woman's mar market worth is more than her salary. We're, we're referencing corporate for a second, which I think is really relevant. You're talking about that 87 cents, 86 cents on the dollar, that $16,000 a year. I call it the sweet 16 in oh. <laughs> you know that movie. And I'm like, I'm like, what are you going to do about it? Right? Mm -hmm. Like, let's talk about the cumulative effect. <laughs> right. And so what, what are you going to do about that sweet 16? So a lot of women, uh, I have an article on the portfolio career for a long time when, when I was leading women and, and first started to I was as part of a government organization and saw issues with talent and advancing women in the workforce. I became the chair of the board for the Ontario Association of Career Management. So that's a very important lens that I bring on and, um, you know, to clients in terms of the labor market and how they, they see themselves and, and how they transition. What I think is, is central, you know, to this piece about transitioning is many women uh, who are considering entrepreneurship are interested in what's called a portfolio career. And I'm happy to to share uh, that article because it might be really relevant. As soon as you read it, you're like, oh my God, this is me or, or, or not. Having language and terminology, I, I teach a lot about language, empowerment language, leadership language, you know, contributor language, entrepreneurship language, because it helps us define a pathway forward. But the portfolio career is essentially where you're looking at, you know, different buckets of income, you know, different side jobs uh, to help you make that money. And, mm -hmm. and so often women transition absolutely they're like well i made 100 or i made 85 in corporate you know what can i do but then they haven't taken into consideration that it takes time for a, a woman in business to make money i shared in an interview with ctv uh last year that it can take six to eight months for a woman to advance her career and it can take a couple of you know two to three years for a woman to finally learn to pay herself uh -huh. you know i work with entrepreneurs who you know, can make a lot of money and revenue, uh, but they, they still, they're not on salary. They, they haven't, they, you know, they're still learning to, to pay themselves in their business and yeah. rightfully so. So I think that path, like there, there's a, there's a lack of education there, Shauna, mm -hmm. for this transition. So it becomes a really hard fall. Another thing that that's important here is that there's many women that, that step in entrepreneurship while they're pregnant, you know, while they're on maternity leave. <laughs> it's like, oh, it just, you know, I think some women who have a natural background in finance, they, they do kind of get off the ground great. I know lots of financial or accountants turned painters or something, you know, they like saved every penny and they had some of those just natural skills with money. But if you don't come from that, or if you come from a family that, you know, wasn't that where money wasn't, they weren't proactive with their financials. There's just such a such a gap of training to say, okay, you know, this is where you where you need to go, or maybe you need to reevaluate re-entering the the labor market as as an employee until you learn to get this underway. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. I've seen that throughout my accounting practice. Women enter entrepreneurship because they see a problem and they have a solution, and it's it's no fault of anyone. But the lack of financial literacy training is, is missing. And I see this in elementary school, in high school, and until you get into university, you're not receiving the training 
that you need in order to even even balance a checkbook, which we don't do anymore. But it's it's this it's the savings, it's the budgeting, it's the cash flow projections, and starting a business is is so exciting. And this layer of dauntingness, if we no longer have that financial literacy training, which is exactly why Shannon and I started the program to build something that wasn't just, here's your balance sheet, here's your income statement. It's getting deep into the why, and even starting with the money mindset and understanding that clear, concise understanding of here are things that steps that you should take as you're moving through your business. So we talked about, about the values because that's so important goal setting, all of those fundamental pieces that start the building block of, of getting you comfortable so that you know that the business decision that you're making is impacting your financials. How? And, you know, I, I want to touch on values and I am a huge, I, I teach principles on value-based leadership. It's the foundation of, of everything that I do in my programs. It, it's important because as entrepreneurs, you know, as Walt Disney says, when your values are clear, decisions are made easier when, mm-hmm. when you know your values and your value. Oh, Christina, I can talk I to know. you about this. <laughs> I know it's exciting. So much to share, so much to grow. It's been an absolute pleasure to, to be here. Everyone can get in, uh, get in touch, uh, look up for my upcoming masterclass on negotiating your worth. That's going to be probably coming up in the next month or two. Please feel free to connect with me on social media, on my website, you know, love to talk more about helping women on the entrepreneurial journey. Oh, thank you so much. You've shared so much great advice. And I encourage all of our listeners to check out Christina on all of her handles. And we'll have that in the, in the show notes as well. So to wrap things up, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. You can learn all about the Finance Cafe at thefinancecafe.ca, where you'll find information on our financial literacy program for women entrepreneurs. So thanks for tuning in and look forward to sharing another podcast with you next week. Thanks for listening to the Finance Cafe podcast. Want to dig deeper? As a valued listener, we'd love to offer you an exclusive discount to our financial literacy program. Use the code PODCAST10 to get 10% off. Visit thefinancecafe.ca to join or to take our free financial literacy quiz. We would be so grateful if you could show some love for your favorite financial podcast Just like, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you're listening from and help other listeners like you connect with us. See you again next week on the Finance Cafe Podcast.